Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is the new norm, Kyle. Come on, old man, Kyle. I'm get out. with the times. <laughs> it's out. all about them. <laughs> I got If I got to get everything shadow, I am out. <laughs> Back in my day, they were just regular Pokemon. <laughs> shadow Pokemon. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Pokemon, sure, let's make a day of it. March through the marsh of events for March. Is there a purpose for the wondrous thunderous? Attack bonuses lurk in the shadows. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 83, the, the second version. Uh, it's a it's a Tuesday evening. It's March 3rd. My name is Chris and I'm your host. And I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going. I'm sorry. Is I just thought going? to myself... This episode 83 strikes back. It uh, uh, two strikes back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> here we are. And you're probably like, wait, hang on a second. A version two. I didn't see a version one in your feed. Yet yeah, didn't. But that doesn't mean that we didn't record it. In fact, we recorded last week, last Tuesday, a full jam packed episode wherein uh, we might have shared some news that then got moved around, canceled, and all that other stuff uh, in such a way that I was like, maybe if we wait a day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe if we wait a day, this will work out and it'll be fine. I was like, hmm, maybe if we wait two days, three days. The announcement's still not out for the thing that we were discussing, uh, and uh, it doesn't. You know, things are changing too much, and I made a bad bet. So I apologize for those of you last week that were just dying. I was dying because I wanted to put an episode out really bad, but. That one's on me. Kyle's an innocent bystander. <laughs> he just watched me burn, and he's like, I mean, "Okay." I was just like, I was just like, just post it. Just cut, just, just cut out just whatever cut you it think, and just post do it. it. Just do yeah. a little surgery. And you were right. I was just ah, man. It's <laughs> going for a hail mary, and it didn't really work out. But anyway, sorry about that. We're gonna do this show. Like I said, there's so much more fun, cool stuff for us to talk about. And hey, this will be a fun game. Can you tell what was recorded last week and what was recorded this week? That'll be fun to see. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But before we do get underway here with episode 83 proper, special shout out to our brand new patrons, S2H6148, Michael, Adam, DJ, Aaron, and Greg. Thank you so much to the six of you. It's been great to see you guys in the Discord already. Can't wait to get you up to speed for some online remote PvP. It's going to be sick. Oh, man. Can't wait. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. Really appreciate it. All right, Kyle. I'm going to support you by being a good co-host and an even better friend and holding your feet to the fire for not one week, but two weeks of goals. Oh, boy. Don't you worry. Fair and balanced. I will hold myself <laughs> accountable to both weeks. <laughs> but the goals for last week, let's let's re let's revisit our, our previous failures, Kyle. Oops, spoilers. That's not a spoiler <laughs> on this show. You wanted to get, aside from our Rhyhorn Day, Rhyhorn Community Day shinies, uh, you wanted to start a toxic team. No. No, it didn't happen last that week. Didn't uh -uh. Happen. No. And you wanted to do 10 Master League matches. 
that that did happen. And I've done more since then, although not very many more. I just don't like Master League at all. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt. It is kind of a pain in the butt. I'm not a big fan either. But the goals that you had set for yourself in episode 83 version one now since past, I guess, the the late episode 83. Yeah. (laughs) You wanted to get a frenzy plant Venusaur. Which was a clone Venusaur, by the way. No, I didn't. Nada. Nada. Did you catch a shiny party hat Gengar? I did. You sure did. And did you hatch an Arkin or Tirtuka? Look, look, okay. It's going to be very applicable for Chris in about two minutes. But right after we recorded and they started the party hat event, they took all of the fossils out of the eggs and put only party hat. I was expecting them to keep the fossils in at the same time. So no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. Yeah, that's a kind of a bummer. Yeah. uh, To just kind of roll into my very relatable failure before we get there. Clone Charizard? No, it didn't happen for me either. I looked all week. I looked for, actually rather weekend, I saw clone Blastoise and clone Venusaurs, but no Charizard, and I just couldn't be bothered. Did I catch a shiny party hat Nidorino? I did. More than one. We'll talk about how many in particular. Uh, when we get to that in the news in just a second, but that is complete. And did I hatch Martirtuga? No, of course not. <laughs> Same reason Kyle couldn't. It was impossible. We, we just couldn't do it. That's what a bummer, man. Oh well. <laughs> They're back. They're back right now? now. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay, I gotta get back to my seven Ks. I'm back on that seven K grind, baby. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. So that brings us both to a grand total of thirty three percent or failing. For our past week's goals. Spectacularly. Uh, my other week goal and your other week goal, the first one, uh, included Shining Goals for Rhyhorn Community Day. And why don't we hop right into the news so that we can talk about that. First thing being Rhyhorn Community Day. How'd it go? Two weeks removed. Your Shining Goal, Kyle, was nine. How'd you do? I failed. You did. You yeah. did. Yes. Yes. But that's still 33% success because you did get that 10 Master League in. So uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I got I got seven, but it was not for a lack of trying. It was not. I, I can confirm Kyle was was power walking with me down that last hallway. We almost made it to a bunch of another spawns and just sadly turned to like two o'clock. And we're like, well, we were real close. I guess we'll go back to everybody else. Um, for myself, I wanted to catch 15, and I came very close, 13. Also a two-shiny deficit, much like you, Kyle. What a bummer. But it was a good time anyways, if exhausting. It's true. I, I would agree. We had a lot of people with us. We had a group of, like, what, 11, 12? Yeah, it was, like, 11 when we started. Everyone, like, splintered off into their own little groups, but it was a lot. It was, and it was it was very fun to roll 11 deep for a while. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love that? But uh, Rhyhorn Day, any complaints, any suggestions, any comments? It was pretty straightforward. Nothing seemed to go wrong. No, Rhyhorn, Rhyhorn Day was great. Rock Wrecker is great. It's nice to have them. Yeah, it it's is. Nice orange shiny. The best thing about Rhyhorn Community Day happening is that we no longer have to deal with hashtag vote Rhyhorn anymore. I mean, if they ever bring back voting, I'll bet you that hashtag is going to trend anyways. Oh, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that is something this community would do. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to the next themed day. 
Nidorino Gengar Raid Day. How did we do? Just to remind you guys, Kyle was after the Gengar and I was after the Nidorino. Kyle, what did we do for this event? Well, we went down to Chicago. And let me just say, about a week ago, I was looking at the weather. It was like, it's going to be 34, 35 degrees. And I'm like, well, the things you do for the Pokemon you love, right? <laughs> True. And then like two days beforehand, Chris texted me and was like, hey, it's going to be really nice outside. So I checked 55 degrees and it was all day. It was beautiful. It was a great day. Fantastic. How many raids did we do again? 24. I 24? did 24. Yeah. Yeah. Chris did 23. I did do 23 because like my GPS <laughs> messed up. Good golly. This past weekend was momentous for me, Kyle. You were there. I lost my mind. I thought I had some sort of weird error on my screen, but I ran out of raid passes for the first <laughs> time in memory of playing uh -oh. this game. I, Christopher Puner, ran out of premium raid passes. I blame Go Battle League. <laughs> I do. 500 raids of summer. Down no, that zero. was fine. I still came out with like 70 to 80 after Jeez. that. So I, I don't know, man. Um, I'm a little bit sad for my my loss of my rate, my pass pile, I guess. <laughs> it was it was quite funny in the moment because it was like right as the day had started. We were only like like five raids deep, maybe six. Mm -hmm. And he'd used his one for the day. And it was just, oh, I'm out. I didn't know how to respond. It was it was all very surreal. <laughs> um, so in the 24 raids that you did in the 23 raids that I did, Kyle, what did you walk away with shiny wise? Walked away with three shiny Nidorino and Ooh. one shiny Gengar. Nice. So worked successful. out great. Oh, it did. I also walked away with a shiny Onyx. So that happened. Too. That's also true. I remember that happening in the moment and you were just like gasped and stopped moving. It was great. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, for myself, I only snagged three shiny Nidorino. No shiny Gengar. They did elude me. But, oh, well, I wasn't really in it for them. I was in it for my my shiny green, blue, greenish blue Nidorino boys. And I'm happy with my investment. Very happy. Although the party hat is, again, I still maintain in the wrong spot on that model. You can't change my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 All in all, it was pretty okay. I know we talked about how it wasn't very exciting, but Kyle and I uniquely had a good time since we both love each of those different Pokemon that were featured for different reasons. So that worked out just fine. Great. The next thing here is Abra Community Day. Woo! Ew, ew, ew. Those are air, uh, air, <laughs> horn air horns. Yeah, yeah, I tried. I don't know, man. I don't know how air horns do it. But what shape do air horns make their mouth into when they make the sound? I mean, it's some kind of elongated... Oh, that I can't cylinder. make with I can't make that with my mouth. I can't. I tried. I just tried. <laughs> anyway, Abra Community Day is happening. When is it happening? You ask. Well, Sunday the 15th, 11 to 2 local time for Northern Hemisphere and 3 to 6 local time for the Southern Hemisphere. Features include Abra will appear more frequently in the wild. Lure modules will last three hours for the duration of the event. Cool, cool. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Abra. <gasps> what? What? You mean outside of the first 20 minutes of GoFest 2019 in <laughs> Chicago for the first day only? <gasps> shiny Abra. Out to the masses, to the common folk now. <laughs> Sorry if you're one of those players. I know that was a really cool piece to have, but uh, we knew this was coming. So it's, it's about time in a lot of ways. 
Evolve Abra during the events or up to two hours afterward to obtain an Alakazam that knows an exclusive attack. No word on the attack or how exclusive it might be. It's hard to it's hard to really uh, value what it might be, but who knows? You think it's going to be something that somebody else doesn't have? I mean... Because that's what the word exclusive means. But that's also the wording they use for all of the community days. So That's true. But Alakazam does have a signature move. It's not in the game right now, and it's it's Kinesis. But Kinesis is a status move in the main series games, so we'll have to see hmm. if they go for that and if it will really matter because Alakazam's problem isn't the lack of good moves. It's it's He's just too squishy. It's the mustache. It's really got to go. Well, you got to be hating on the mustache. I'm not hating on the mustache, trust me. What if they go the charm route? What if Kinesis is a new quick move that does a little bit of a little bit of status, but it does some damage too? Maybe. Maybe. The, although the problem is that Alakazam can't learn Psychic right now. It, that's Legacy. And that's obviously the mm. best move for him. Right. So it would be better if he could get a charge move from this event. Right. It would be. But I guess we'll we'll see. Niantic, we're in your hands now. Please, something good for for Abra Community Day. <laughs> Bonuses for that day will include three times catch experience, in addition to obviously being able to hold a shiny Abra for the first time. Uh, and then there's also more. This is the curveball, if you will. Want a new Community Day experience? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. For 99 cents or the equivalent in your local currency, and that was US 99 cents, uh, you can unlock a Community Day exclusive special research story, Investigating Illusions. Complete it to earn 13,000 Stardust, a Poffin, ooh, a Rocket Radar, three incense, and other ambiguous rewards. State, it doesn't say ambiguous. I just threw that in because it's true. <laughs> Stay tuned for when tickets go live. The ticket to the special research story event is non-refundable. Okay, can we rally around two aspects about this? One, okay. 99 cents only. Good deal. Two, a poffin as a reward. I mean, I was looking at the 13,000 Stardust, but okay. You would look at the 13,000 <laughs> Stardust, Kyle, wouldn't you? I, I think the poffin is low value. You're a dust digger. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I said it. You heard me. Uh, no, I'm excited to get a pop in because I refuse to buy one because I don't think I really need it because I'm not using the buddy system enough. Um, but I really want to play with one. You know, usually when they put out a new uh, like a new thing, a new item, they give you some way of obtaining it uh, other than just buying it. Like the lures are a good example. Right. We haven't had one yet for pop. And so I'm kind of excited because I'm definitely going to do this. Why not? Yeah. How do you feel, Kyle? How do you feel about this entirely? See, we'd be remiss if we don't at least mention the fact this is another ticketed event for a community event, but I'm okay with this personally. I don't see any issues. It's it's a little bit extra reward if you want to pay for it. It's sort of like the premium battles in Go Battle League. You get rewards otherwise, but if you want to spend a little bit, you're going to get a little bit extra rewards. And it's it's incredibly affordable. Yeah, ninety nine cents is is uh, I think that's a good price. I think the seven ninety nine before might have scared people off from the Reggie Giga Day and stuff like that, or other purchasable ticketed items or events, rather. But I think ninety nine cents is the right price. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be very long. It's just an a, an extra supplemental experience. 
I hope that whatever the researches are, it does give a story because one of the most fun parts about going to GoFest is you actually have a driving force to go through all of the steps. So you you have to go to this place, then you have to go to this place. So this is kind of like catch this many Abra, now evolve an Alakazam. Maybe do a rocket stop that you're probably going to pass to save Abra. Maybe all rocket stops will have Abra as the first Pokemon or something like that for the event. Just as an idea. Or... Or they could leverage the tasks in such a way that they're making them do like more challenging things. But I guess if they're augmenting the tasks, then what what does that leave for the special research event in and of itself? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm always excited about seeing what ways they might iterate based on like others, like other things they've done in the past. But I don't know. I don't even have an inkling about how they could make this more interesting. I'm on board either way, but I just have one hope slash fear and that it's not too long like time wise it's not like catch a hundred abra or something like that oh i see what you're saying i was about to say i think it's probably just gonna be the length of community day but i I see what you're saying yeah well because for me i'm not gonna be able to play this community day fully i have worked that sunday afternoon because this announcement is a little too late for me to get it off i'll see if i can but it's it's not likely to happen Mm -hmm. so i'm only gonna have you know an hour and a half ish to play I'm hoping it's it's just like every other special research where once you start it, you can finish it later uh, and the tasks will change to what's appropriate if it's, you know, exclusive to the event offerings. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll be OK. Uh, I'll make sure to catch some shiny Abra for you. <sighs> Those oh. non changing shiny Abras. That yes. Look exactly the same. Until exactly. They yes. Until Alakazam they looks great. He's pink. So he's of course he's great. He's a winner. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, that's Abra Community Day. Mark your calendars. Do it. It'll be fun. See you there. The big piece of news this week is March, the month of March. Me, myself, I've seen now 29 marches. <laughs> but that being said, this might be the busiest march I've ever seen in my life. March Madness, if you will. That's a basketball <laughs> thing, right? I think. Yes. Oh, and yes. you know what? You know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> because everybody else in the podcast figure is covering this right now. I think that was the name of Ken's episode as well. I, I feel that, brother. I do. On a deep level, this is absolute madness. So we'll hop into that right now. March events, starting from the top. Save Shadow Ente from Giovanni. Ente wrote us a letter from his prison cell asking for us to bust him out. Save him, please. <laughs> If you've completed your most recent set of Team Go Rocket special research, then you'll have access to March's Team Go Rocket special research, The Shadowy Threat Grows. This time you'll be tasked to defeat Team Go Rocket, its leaders, and Giovanni once more for a chance to rescue the legendary shadow Pokemon, Entei. Be sure to finish this special research by the end of March. Nothing really else to say about that. Yeah. It is what it is. We've been down this road before. This isn't necessarily something Kyle and I are very passionate about, but it is still pretty cool. I might start to feel more passionate when the Pokemon are more recent or interesting. Yeah, more desirable in some way. We have like another six months of this. Yeah. When they do Shadow Lugia, sign me up. I'll be first in line. (laughs) Yeah. But Shadow Entei just doesn't really appeal to me as much. It's just a a lot of work. What about (laughs) next month? Next month's going to be Shadow Suicune. I will do that one. I will definitely do that one. Okay. You can't stop okay, me. Good. You cannot. You can't. He's going to be my angry, shadowy water dog. I'm going to love him. 
Okay, ready for the next piece here, Kyle? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for my I weekly think you disappointment. Are. I think you <laughs> monthly, thank you. Well, March like research breakthrough. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Well, <laughs> what did you say? Okay, your goal this week? You should just set one to be like, I'm going to play Pokemon Go this week. <laughs> and then next week, it's an instant win. It's like, no, because it's like see, starting your day off like, hey, gratitude. Did you, play? did you play? And I'll be like, you know what? I no. got like, really sick. <laughs> I barely got up. No. It was 50s all week, clear skies, and I got the flu or something crazy. <laughs> Pneumonia, like, uh, whatever. Anyway, March research breakthrough encounter. Ferroseed with bonus Stardust. I was listening to It's Super Effective, which is an excellent Pokemon podcast, and they were discussing the proper way to pronounce the name of that Pokemon. It's Ferroseed. It's not Ferroseed. But I'm going to maintain saying Pharaoh Seed because Pharaoh Seed makes me upset. I agree. It's Pharaoh yeah. Seed. <laughs> so we're going to do that anyway. It's time to plant the seeds of success this spring from Sunday, March 1st at 1 p.m. to Wednesday, April 1st at 1 p.m. PDT. The Thorn Seed Pokemon, Pharaoh Seed, will be available as a research breakthrough encounter, and it'll come with bonus Stardust. Pharaoh Seed's evolved form, Pharaoh Thorn, or Ferrothorn can be a powerful contender in trainer battles, including those in the Go Battle League. So uh, say goodbye to Woobat and bonus candy and say hello to Pharaoh Seed and bonus Stardust. Uh, 5,000 for your breakthrough, by the way. Yeah, versus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make me laugh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to contest that Ferrothorn is a powerful contender in Go Battle League, but I would like somebody to prove me wrong. Yeah, I didn't know that that was true either. But Ferrothorn is fantastic in the main series games. Like, oh yeah, S tier busted, but very good. Uh, that four times fire weakness, especially, it hurts. It sure does. Uh, I just don't. It seems like a very interesting choice, uh, considering that there seems to be like a bug sort of theme for this mo- month. I think I'm not quite sure. Um, it just doesn't. It seems weird. I guess it's a it's a seed Pokemon, so spring. I guess. This would have been more interesting if it had happened at the launch of Gen 5. I get it, Ferrothorn's in the 10k egg, so he's rare, but you don't need a million of them. I mean, I like it because when you click on him, he jumps in the air and his spikes explode. (laughs) I love Ferroseed. As a Pokemon, love it, absolutely. As a monthly research breakthrough, I'm not going to be pushing myself to complete them this month. When do you think we'll see the return of legendaries to research breakthroughs? (sighs) And why is it going to be Lugia, Ho-Oh, Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno again for three months? And then the month after that, it'll be Lugia, Ho-Oh, Articuno, Suicune, no, sorry, not Articuno, Suicune, Entei, and Raikou. Don't you know, forget Lugia, Ho-Oh, Kyogre, and Groudon. That's right. That's right. And that, that, that should bring us to maybe November of this year. So in November, what do you think? You think it's going to go back to the Maybe Lugia? we'll see a Cresselia in November. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's the there's the cynical part of me but it's like oh you know who knows and maybe it's never coming back no yeah it's it's fun it's fun to make jokes about it but yeah. i kind of i kind of like the groove to be super honest with you that this has fallen into i was very vocal about legendaries being available in uh, research breakthroughs in the past because it was one of the only ways that some people were able to get legendary pokemon because i don't have a raid group or whatever but later on in this month breakdown we'll get to a reason why that point is now moot 
in some way. Slightly. Uh, so I kind of like, I kind of like this. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to uh, this next thing that's happening in March. It's already started because it's March 3rd. Thunderous bolts into five-star raids. Wow. Starting Monday, March 2nd at 1 p.m. PST, Thunderous, the Bolt Strike Pokemon, will be in five-star raids. This Pokemon, originally discovered in the Unova region, will be making its Pokemon Go debut. It's said that Thunderous flies around the Unova region, firing off lightning bolts from the spikes on its tail. So watch out for this electric and flying type legendary Pokemon. And the curveball with this, and the reason why I think that the breakthroughs are okay being non-legendary Pokemon, at least for this legendary, Thunderous is intentionally available from Go Battle League as an encounter reward. That means you have to go four and five with your basic rewards or two and five at minimum in your premium rewards. Uh, and it's a chance. So how do you feel about that, Kyle? How do you feel about Thunderous being available as a Go Battle League reward? That's It's brand new. They've never done something like that before. I mean, granted, it is a newer feature, but uh, if we're going to have a conversation about accessibility, this is definitely something to consider. Well, it's a double-edged sword here because this is great. It's a good addition, especially because it's the most recent legendary, and they didn't put the birds in the pool again. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that right now. But on the flip side... You got to go four and one to get it for free. And like that's extreme just in general. The, the idea that the best reward is at four out of five wins, both for free to play and the premium pass. Because the premium pass, you know, you get five charge TMs if you go four and one. It's just frustrating because you shouldn't be winning that many of your games if you are at an appropriate skill level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's why at a premium level, it's available at two. Yeah, but on the flip side, when legendaries were in the research breakthrough, you didn't have to be good at the game at all to be able to at least get your dex filler. That's true. I, and you I didn't agree. have to pay for it. I, I agree, but it still did require, it requires effort on both. It's, in, it's, it's engaging with the mechanic, right? So the research breakthrough reward was to get people to do daily research when that was first introduced, right? The streak and getting your stamps and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing, right? They just want more people to engage with their new feature. That's very common for mobile apps. They just want you to be there using it. So I guess that makes sense. I don't think they're thinking of it from a perspective of like, is this as equal of a way or is this equatable to a way in the past that we've given out legendary pokemon that aren't raids i don't think that's what they thought about i just think it also it comes at a poor time because of the master league stuff yeah yeah i agree and with that master league is not approachable anybody who's going to be going four and one in master league is probably already done their thunderous raid for the month and then they don't care about it anymore because thunderous that's is true not worth that much right and if you're the sort of person that never does pvp and would only do pvp for thunderous at ranks one through like you know seven it's very possible that with just a, a quick applied efforts looking up a guide or whatever like you'll do pretty well i think mm -hmm. i'd be confident that somebody would at least go two and three yeah but like that's not a sustainable system no and i wouldn't expect this to stick around but it, but if it does uh, it's a cool other option. Do you think that this is going to be a permanent change? Do you think they'll rotate in other legendary Pokemon as a possible reward? Or do you think this is just kind of an experiment? I mean, I think it's definitely an experiment that I hope they keep. Maybe get rid of some of the other 
slightly more lackluster options of the Pokemon encounter, like the starters. Yeah. Just for example. Uh, anyway, it'll be it'll be fun to see how this kind of evolves throughout the month. People are already very excited, very happy. Everybody thought it was an error at first. Niantic came out and clarified that it was intentional later on. And that's always fun. I love that. I love seeing the buzz. You know, everybody talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. Um, but we're not done with March stuff. Oh, no. We're not even to the halfway point. So let's stop dilly-dallying over Thunderous and talk about the other raid bosses. What can we expect this month before this slew of never-ending events ruins this pool for the rest of the month anyway? <laughs> I'm joking. They're not going to ruin it, but they will probably I mean, be different. It will change it. <laughs> It will definitely change it, but but as it currently stands for March, what we can kind of assume is the base set in betwixt all of these events, right? Uh, tier 1, looking at Timber, Kranidos, Clink, Cub, Chew, and Dwebble. For Tier 2, Boldor, Sneasel, Alolan Executor, Alolan Graveler, and Mawile. Tier 3, Jinx, Piloswine, Aerodactyl, Alolan Raichu. In Tier 4, Golem, Agron, Tyranitar, and Abama Snow. And uh, tier five is thunderous or whatever. We just talked okay, about him. So, about yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for Landorus, dude. I just want to yeah. see that dude float some rocks around him. That'll be fun. Uh, none of these really hop out to me, you know, as like something that needs to be gone after. A Kranidos in tier one is pretty cool. Dwebble and Timber are obviously new Pokemon. You should be going for those. If you really, really need Rog and Roll candy, doing a Bulldor raid at tier two and pineapping it will go a long way towards your Gigalith, as you know, as far as that goes. And the Aerodactyl catch at tier three is, of course, good for all of our friends who have yet to finish their special research for Meltan and Mew. Yeah, one of those. One of those. It's one of those. Time. Yeah, it has been a long time, and as time goes on, we will just start making up other research that it belongs to. Cool. That's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything super special. Nope. I'm gonna keep doing Alolan Raichus when I see them. So one day I might have a, a suntan boy. My chocolate surfing bunny. Okay. Cool. Well, are you ready for a month of legendary special raid weekends, Kyle? Nobody was ready, but there's four of them. There's four. <laughs> there's four of them. The first is Dark Rye Special Raid Weekend. It's going to happen from um, Friday, March 6th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 9th at 10 p.m. local time. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Dark Rye. Now, this is important and exciting because this is the first time that you can actually encounter a shiny Dark Rye fairly correctly in a way that was meant to happen. Uh, even including the main series games. And he's purple. So, and, and, he's, and he's purple, so there, there's a win. So I would expect that one to be pretty popular. So if you are thinking you're on the fence, well, there's not a lot of people that are going to be out, uh, you'd probably be surprised. Dark Rye will be an exciting one. Are you excited for this? Are you going to try to get out and do some Dark Rye raids, Kyle? Nope. No? Nope. Don't you need him to max out your, your go? Oh, he's dark only. That's right. Never yep. mind. He's so dark. Wow. Look at you. You're free. Hmm. But what about this next one? This next weekend, Altered Form Giratina. Giratina A, special raid weekend. It'll happen from Friday, March 13th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 16th at 10 p.m. local time. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Altered Form Giratina. Uh, you excited for that one? I mean, I'll try and do some there, but we'll finish. Let's finish all of these before I give my okay. opinion all right. on it. I'll just run through these next two. You, you see a pattern here, dear listener, I'm sure. This next one is Cobalion Special Raid Weekend. It's going to happen March 
Friday the 20th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 23rd at 10 p.m. local time. These Kobalian will know the event-exclusive attack, Sacred Sword. If you're lucky, you might encounter a Shiny Kobalian. So, Shiny Kobalian and a special move, Sacred Sword. Come back to that in a minute. Lugia Special Raid Weekend, finally, will happen from Friday, March 27th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 30th at 10 p.m. local time. These Lugia will know the event-exclusive attack, Arrow Blast. If you're lucky, you might encounter a Shiny Lugia. Shiny Lugia has been out before. Exciting thing there is the new attack, Arrow Blast. Go for it, Kyle. What's up with these? This garbage. Oh, no, really? Yes, really. Why? I know there's some people out there who want to hear this said. I'm saying it for them because it's also how I feel. Four different raid weekends. Three, well, two new shinies only available for three days. And one of them is a very valuable, like, sought-after, desired one in Darkrai. Now, if that's not fear of missing out exploitation, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yes. Hmm. And then, of course, Lugia's getting an exclusive move only for three days. And so is Kabalian, yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't know how Sacred Sword is going to shape up. But Lugia's already, you know, okay at what he's doing. It's, I like the idea, but so many different Pokemon all shiny capable for only three days. I kind of wish that they would run in tandem during the weeks as well, but then I could see people being upset like, well, what about Thunderous, you know? But yeah, I don't don't know if there's like a a very tasteful way for them to go about doing this. Don't upset somebody. Cut in half. Two Pokemon, two weekends each. Slightly more reasonable, especially if somebody ends up having commitments one weekend and are able to make the next weekend. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Or don't make an exclusive move for such a limited opening. Yeah. I mean, if Aeroblast lives up to its namesake, it should be very strong. Mm-hmm. And like, even if it's not, there's the collectors who want the unique move anyways. It's different when it's a raid day because you can plan around that. You don't have to worry about getting groups. You don't have to worry about eggs happening. With my luck, you know, during the Giratina raid weekend, I, I won't find anyone to do any raids with or nobody's going to want to be that interested in it because it's already happened once. And but I didn't get to do it then. So but that's true of rating experience in general when it comes to time periods. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if not the second weekend, then probably the last day of the three day period already. You know, that's just going to be true of both. Yeah, but it's it's less true. It's more true with a weekend format than it is with even a week long, let alone, you know, the monthly raid, for example. Yeah, true. The real kicker is eggs. There's only so many eggs that can hatch in a three-day period, especially when you factor in one through four stars taking up egg hatching. So you're saying without the exclusive moves, maybe with just the new shinies, this would have been okay? I wouldn't feel as strongly about it. That is for okay. sure. Okay. That's but fair enough. Darkrai, that's the mistake. That's a Pokemon that should have returned sort of like Rayquaza for the whole, you know, three or four weeks. Oh, I 100% agree with that. I do. And I still think it's weird that they're loading up the special moves on Kobalion and Lugia as well. That was the part I was most on board with. But I think, secondly, Darkrai 
being handled in this way seems odd. It seems like it's being devalued to a degree. Like if that was Rayquaza, we'd be like, excuse me? Yeah. What are you doing? So I don't know. It also just doesn't seem really appropriate for the time of year for Dark Red to be coming back. Like why? Yeah. Like this is cool that they're trying to fit a bunch of events in like this, especially, you know, as everything mm-hmm. else we're going to be talking about. Just this one doesn't sit as well with me. So do you think the dark ride choice is because that weekend we're losing an hour of sleep for daylight savings? I don't think there is that clever. Hmm. I don't think I'm going clever. to choose to believe that that's the reason. <laughs> that's my reality now. Yep. <laughs> well, OK, we'll, we'll see how these all shake out. You know, uh, we'll remind you guys of these event weekends as, as we can <laughs> uh, every week. And uh, we hope that, you know, it goes well for you. If, if this is something that you do not like, if this is something you wish that they would not do in the future, again, they're trying something new. They're just going to kind of experiment with this. They've done short weekends before, but never this loaded with stuff. Uh, so this is a bit unique. So it leads me to believe this is kind of an experiment. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree with it, if you don't like it, don't raid. They won't do it again if it's not successful. This is definitely so true. We'll we'll see how it shakes out, I think, is the way to go with that one. Speaking of events, weekend events, a mysterious weekend event is coming. When? Friday, March 20th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 23rd, 10 p.m. That's the same weekend that Cobalion is in uh, raids, by the way. Features for this mysterious event will include uh, normal fire, water, electric, and ice type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Nencada will also be available. A lot of people don't have that. Uh, it'll be appearing in the wild and hatching more often from 5k eggs. If you're lucky, you might encounter or hatch a shiny one. Additionally, Carablast and Shelmet will be hatching more often from 5 kilometer eggs. I'm already hatching a ton of those guys. I don't know about <laughs> you. Uh, one star to four star raid battles throughout the weekend will feature various bug or steel Pokemon. Bonuses include double catch and double hash Stardust. This weekend event will be accompanied by a brand new special research story event. More details to come. So this will be more like Reggie Gigas. Yeah, I would think. Um, I heard mm-hmm. another podcast speculating. I believe it was ISE, uh, super effective. Oh, that this might me. be a Genesect yeah, event. It, you you were just saying I heard on another podcast and I'm like, what is bug and steel in Pokemon? Why is this a thing? Right. And and don't the drives, aren't they the types normal fire, water, electric, and ice? Yes, they, they are. So that would make sense. Yeah. All hail bug Pokemon and a bug Pokemon related event. Yo, not going to lie. Genesec is dope. I love, I love that Pokemon. So I'm really excited. I, I live and breathe and die by bug Pokemon. So this will be awesome. Very excited extra stardust yeah (laughs) you gotta look past the stardust man i mean get stardust in your eyes (laughs) that's okay i already walked a ninkata for like 140 kilometers Ooh. so and i don't need any more carablast or shelvets i need all of them please load them up i love hatching carablast because every single i'm like oh my gosh he's so chubby look at him (laughs) He is. He's he's a round boy. He really is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Quite spherical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that'll be really fun. I'm sure that uh, as the weeks march on, we'll get more and more clarification on this, both officially and unofficially. And we will, of course, discuss it here. But our money is on what uh, it's super effective's money is on. It probably is a Genesect event. It, it seem, it's too perfect not to be. Thematically, it's appropriate, right? So 
That's where my money is. The next event here, we already talked about Team Go Rocket, and you might have been like, well, that was enough. No, there's more. Don't you worry. Odd things are afoot, trainers. Team Go Rocket Global Takeover is imminent. The professor and team leaders have been following Team Go Rocket's movements and noticed that they're planning something big. We don't know all Team Go Rocket's plans yet, but we do have the following details to share. From Friday, March 6th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 9th at 10 p.m. local time. This is going to run concurrent with the Dark Rye raid weekend as well. That's when the event's going to run. Uh, it's going to feature poison and dark type Pokemon appearing more in the wild, as well as other Pokemon that are related to Team Go Rocket. We have reports that Absol is one of the Pokemon that will be appearing in the wild. That's very exciting. Regardless of how you come across it, any Skaroopy you find can be shiny, if you're lucky. Who doesn't love Skaroopy? Skaroopy's the man. Skaroopy. He's He's the best. Cute little scorpion? Heck yeah. On Saturday, March 7th, from 2 to 5 p.m. local time, very exciting, we have word that another Team Go Rocket Global Takeover will happen. Team Go Rocket Grunts will be making a push to seize even more Pokestops. Sierra Cliff, Arlo, and even Giovanni himself will also be more active. So you might run into them more easily if you keep your rocket radar or super rocket radar equipped. Can you unequip them? I don't know. I don't think so. I've only I don't ever think had so. two. So. I just keep mine equipped whenever I have them all the time. Uh, we've noticed that Shadow Pokemon Rescue from the Team Go Rocket leaders have had a chance of being shiny. While the Team Go Rocket leaders have switched up their teams since they first appeared, during this takeover, you'll be able to rescue all six of the Shadow Pokemon that trainers have seen left behind by the Team Go Rocket leaders. During the takeover, you'll be able to use a Charge TM to change a Shadow Pokemon's exclusive attack, Frustration, to other Charged Attack that that Pokemon can learn normally. Please note that if you purify the Shadow Pokemon afterwards, it will still learn Return, replacing the attack learned via the Charged TM. With a little more clarification from Niantic, because some people were kind of confused about this, you will only be able to do this on Saturday, March 7th from 2 to 5 p.m. if you want to TM Frustration away on Shadow Pokemon. Just FYI, it's not a permanent change, just during that event window. Defeating Team Go Rocket grunts and leaders will earn you twice the usual stardust. There you go, Kyle. That's reason enough for you to do it now. Yes. <laughs> Turn on your in-game music. The Team Go Rocket music will be playing. I haven't turned my music on in a while. It's been Absolutely a minute. Not, no. Uh, it's, it's, I might have to. I turn it on for Halloween. I'll turn it on for this. It's been a year, probably since Go Fest when I last had it on. Yeah, and they were playing it over the speakers. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Another note to make, just for people who are unclear. If you do TM Frustration away on a first form Shadow Pokemon, it will not relearn Frustration when you evolve it. So you don't have to worry about that. Only when you purify, right? Yeah. So if you TM away Frustration from your Lavatar and you evolve it to a Tyranitar, it won't know it. That's so awesome. You don't have to worry about that. That's awesome. This said, I don't think this is positive. Really? Yeah. This whole event, it's pretty big. Well, no, no. The event, like, increased rocket activity, that's great. That's cool for people who want to go and do that. That's There's no negative aspect in that at all. The only negative is in this TMing because it's only three hours. Right. And yeah. for all we know, we might not see another one of these events for six months. True. True that. It just seems like a mistake to undo the limitation that is frustration. Yeah, considering some of the changes that they that they're making to Shadow Pokemon, we'll get to that in just a minute after all the March stuff. 
Uh, this is this seems almost like something that you can't miss if you intend to use them for the sort of leverage that they're designed for. Yeah, we'll talk. I think we can talk about that in just a moment when we hit the shadow Pokemon changes. Yes, yes, we can. But let's finish up March first. The Psychic Spectacular returns with new faces. We've used Future Sight, and one thing is for certain. The Psychic Spectacular is coming back from Friday, March 27th at 8 a.m. to Monday, March 30th at 10 p.m. local time. You can look forward to the following. Features include more Psychic-type Pokemon first discovered in Unova will make their Pokemon Go debut. During the daytime, you'll be able to encounter Solosis, the Cell Pokemon, in the wild and during the evening. You'll instead encounter Gathita, the Fixation Pokemon. Solosis and Gothita will be available after the event in the wild and in 5k eggs. The following psychic type Pokemon will be hatching more often from 2k eggs. Abra, Drowsy, Ralts, Spoink, Baltoy, why not? Why not, right? Beldum, <laughs> Gothita, and Solosis. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Baltoy. Ooh. I wonder what color Clay Doll is. Is it is it ugly? Do you it know? Prob- it probably is, but not off the top of my head. But, but if it was Google green, auto completes got you back. It's like a slightly navy color. Slightly navy. Yeah, it's like between navy and gray, I think. Okay. There's a lot of conflicting images on Google Images. I don't like this. Mm, all right. Well, uh, we'll have to just get it. We'll have to catch them ourselves and evolve them uh, so we know what's real. So we know what's real, right? Yeah. <laughs> psychic type Pokemon will be featured in raids. Enjoy psychic spectacular field research throughout the event period. Lots of psychic, psychic, psychic stuff. This is happening, like I said again, from Friday, March 27th to Monday, March 30th. So that's going to coincide with the Luia special raid weekend. And both of those events also coincide with the weekend of St. Louis Safari Zone. Yep. It's going to be a very, very busy weekend. It's going to be Awesome. I hope the spawns are good. Me too. Because I would like a Solosis. Me too. I really love Solosis as a Pokemon. I agree. And if you're the sort of trainer that hasn't finished gold badges for each of your Pokemon types yet, this is a good chance for you to rack up the psychic one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, yeah, it can kind of be difficult, uh, especially if you're new to the game. Take advantage of it. It'll be fun. Lastly, for March updates to pokemon spotlight hour and mystery bonus hour thank you trainers for all your feedback on these experimental events for the month of march we were happy to report that we'll continue testing these new ideas but we wanted to provide some information in advance so you can prepare for these hour-long mini events that are meant to complement your gameplay pokemon spotlight hour you can expect a surprising amount of pokemon appearing in the wild for one hour at 6 p.m local every tuesday for the month of march Mystery bonus hour. This hour-long mini event will return every Thursday at 6 p.m. local time during the month of March. You can expect bonuses for things like candy, stardust, or XP. Log in at 6 p.m. to see what the mystery bonus is. I know that today, since it's Tuesday, the spotlight hour was just increased local spawns. So that was that was that. <laughs> the spawn it was significant though. I don't want like that to just get brushed aside for people who don't care. It was like more than double what normal okay. spawns were like. I would, went to a spawn pool that normally had like four or five. There was like 12 or 14 Pokemon there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was yeah. driving during this time. I didn't think I was missing much. So I didn't get a chance to really see. But wow. Okay. Yeah, I just happened to be stopping at my dad's house, which is right next to the gym. And the spawn pools like all right along that street. It was it was a lot of Pokemon. I'm okay with that personally. 
Maybe I'll have to check it out. Mystery bonus hour, though, only appeals to you if it's Stardust. Yes. Like, unless, <laughs> unless there's another event coinciding that makes the candy desirable as well. Maybe I'll True. get to my Meltan box finally and let's go and use that hour for that. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. I kind of wish that they would give us a heads up as to which bonuses are in which day so we could plan appropriately because mm-hmm. kind of like I was alluding to uh, to make fun of you. But at the same time, it's true of myself. I will probably only attend consciously the Stardust bonus. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, yeah, I, I wish I knew when the candy and XP was happening so I could not go there and do that. But eh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, like I'm not going to be playing on Thursday at 6 p.m. Of course I am. So that's true. I, I get that. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be participating anyway. So there's all the March updates. The next news thing and the last piece of news is this important thing with Shadow Pokemon that we briefly alluded to. Shadow Pokemon stat changes. We talked about this in the data mine, but here are the exact figures and numbers for this. Shadow Pokemon now deal more damage, 1.2 times attack increase with their fast and charged attacks, but also take more damage when attacked, 0.83 as a multiplier defense decrease. The new bonus is called Shadow Bonus. Powering up a Shadow Pokemon and teaching a Shadow Pokemon an additional charge attack now costs less Stardust and Candy. Examples, 12,000 Stardust and 30 Candy, down from 30k Stardust and 75 Candy. Oh, thank you. Here's a second example. 60,000 Stardust and 60 Candy, down from 150,000 Stardust and 160 Candy. Who was doing this? (laughs) Maybe nobody, and that's why they changed it so quickly? Nobody was doing it. I could not believe anybody was actually... Spending the Stardust on a Shadow Pokemon. One hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just blown away by the number. I think I don't. <laughs> uh, one more thing on this legendary Shadow Pokemon that you save from Giovanni are now more powerful. That's pretty ambiguous, but safe to assume maybe better IVs or higher level or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but it's it's a big change, like we thought it was going to be. This kind of changes the way that you might look at and or leverage shadow pokemon but again like we mentioned earlier during the march updates how this pairs with an event like the two to five window for the go rocket takeover where you can get rid of frustration and put an extra charge move on a very strong pokemon it's very meta (laughs) yeah yeah and that makes me kind of scared for it um slightly worried as well it's it's not a big deal right now because a lot of the most meta relevant pokemon aren't shadow but a couple of them are it's interesting because they changed the cost of stardust so that it's now cheaper on a shadow pokemon instead of more expensive on a shadow pokemon Mm -hmm. type of thing probably because once this event's over if you want to use a shadow pokemon you've got to unlock a second charge move that's you know that's the only way you're going to be able to do it yeah, that make that makes sense to me. I just, it's just so uh, so for them to make these changes from from a development point of view, right? Uh, increase the attack, they take more damage, lower the cost of uh, adding the Pokemon's extra move and powering up and stuff like that. Like they want people to use them. They're trying to get people to use them more often. I just don't right away see the application. So, what sort of application do you think you you would have for these Shadow Pokemon, Kyle? I mean, the ones that can be used are going to be 
really strong in raids, like really strong. A 1.2 attack increase is going to be worth the defense down if the Pokemon was already relevant because defense can be countered by dodging, but you can't do anything to raise your attack. And it's, you know, 20%. That's nothing to scoff at. So maybe we'll see this kind of ripple through and, and we'll see some raid guides eventually where it's like, oh, your best counter is a shadow this. Oh, that'll be death. That's the day. That'll be interesting. I'm going to let you guys know right now. I will not be including that in anything that I talk about because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is the new norm, Kyle. Come on, old man, Kyle. I'm out. It's all about them. If I got to get everything shadow, I am out. <laughs> Back in my day, they were just regular Pokemon, not shadow Pokemon. <laughs> Great. Well, again, I think just like everything else we talked about here, I think we're going to kind of see how it shakes out. This is very new. I am excited to see how it might change the meta for rating, for PvP, uh, everywhere. So we'll see how it goes. Gym defense, I don't think will be touched because the lower defense, yeah. But <laughs> I think the rest of it will be impacted by this change in some way. And that's exciting. Very exciting. Enough about all this Team Go Rocket and March and all this other stuff. Let's hop in to gear up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to take a look at budget Master League options. Now, Chris, Wait, I know what you're thinking. Bu budget Master League? <laughs> what? There, there is no budget to Master League in the terms of low cost. Because it's Master League, they have to be level 40, which is a bummer. But some stuff can still work. You might have a better team than you think. I didn't, but that doesn't mean you can't. <laughs> So in this context, budget means it's the cheapest way for you to enter Master League and still be competitive relative to everybody else. Whereas previously, budget would mean, oh, you can catch this in the wild and then throw it into PvP or catch it and then evolve it. That's not going to be the case with any of these examples. The first set are Pokemon you've probably already have at or close to level 40 for raids or taking gyms. Tyranitar with Bite and Crunch. Second move, you're also going to find second moves are not really necessary on any of the ones I'm going to recommend. Tyranitar, knowing Stone Edge, it's not really that important. Crunch charges a lot faster. It's still super effective. It still gets stab. Stone Edge really only lets Tyranitar win a mirror match against another Tyranitar. So that might be important, but it's not worth 75,000 Stardust important for those on a budget. Mamoswine, Powder Snow, and Avalanche. There's going to be a lot of dragons in Master League because dragons tend to have really high CP. So what better way to counter it than the King of Ice types? Kyogre, Waterfall, and Surf. Kyogre is really just on this list because it has ridiculously high base stats. Max CP of like... 41, 65, 4200, something in that range. Crazy. So it just overwhelms the opponent with raw stats if it doesn't get resisted. Groudon, Mudshot, and Earthquake. Same story. Don't need that second move. It helps with coverage, just like with Kyogre. It helps to have Ice Beam. But those base stats are just going to carry them a long way. And good odds, you've probably already maxed out at least one of these for doing raids. You thought we were done talking about him, but Rhyperior. Oh, my gosh. With, <laughs> with Mud break. Slap. 
and Rock Wrecker. Now, this one's only really on here because we just had the community day, but Rhyperior has a double weakness to water. And who did I just list two Pokemon ago? It's going to be Kyogre. You're going to probably see some of those. So be very careful with using Rhyperior. Dragonite with Dragon Breath and Dragon Claw. You probably have like a level 38 Dragonite sitting in your storage from a year and a half or two years ago before you replaced him with Salamence, I'm sure. Actually has an opportunity to shine here. Here are a couple that you probably don't have powered up, but are still worth doing and they're not ridiculously expensive, meaning you don't need that second move. Togekiss, a monster in Ultra League. Togekiss just running away with it in PvP right now. Why? Well, because Charm is ridiculous. We talked about it last week. Charm does really high damage over a long amount of turns. The charge move doesn't matter. Flamethrower and Ancient Power are the preferred two choices, but you're almost never going to get to one of those charge moves. You're either going to get KO'd or you're going to KO them. Downside to Togekiss right now there's no way to get Togepi in game currently. So I was slightly hesitant to put him on the list, but it's still really important to talk about, I think. And hopefully comes back. I didn't even realize you couldn't get a Toge- Togepi until this morning when someone brought it up. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not in the egg pool. Nope. That's a big problem with TVP going forward, I think. <laughs> Swampert, Mudshot, and Hydro Cannon. And this one's going to include a secondary move because it's dirt cheap to get, and that's Earthquake. Swampert, it's like Togekiss. It's just really strong. It's only weak to grass, and it is a double weakness, which is bad, but you dominate Ultra League. It's going to be very prevalent in Master League because he's cheap. So maybe plan around a counter to your Swampert. I know I've seen many Swamperts so far in the 10 battles that I did. Did you do any PvP? Did you any do did you do any Master League, Chris? No, no, absolutely not. You're like, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I'm gonna try it, I think, this week. Uh and I meant to give it a shot this past week, but I just I don't know. I'm not really interested. I was when I was playing, I was just trying to catch for my Stardust goal, to be super honest with you. That's fair. Yeah. Lastly, might be a slight surprise, although if you did some Ultra League, you probably saw it towards the end of the run. Articuno. Ice Shard and Icy Wind. This one's not exactly budget. It is a legendary. You probably didn't have it powered up, but it's so good against everything else you're going to probably see. It outright beats Togekiss and both Giratinas, which are not on this list because they need that. They really want that second move as long as you use your shields appropriately. And even if it doesn't win, Icy Wind with that attack break, the attack lowering, it's really strong to then swap out the Articuno and send somebody in to easily take those hits that are now weakened. And just the closing thing I want to say is that Master League is a mess for me personally. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. But that should not stop anybody else from enjoying it. All I know is I'm counting the days until Great League comes back. Yeah, no, me too. I it, it just I think there's something kind of inherently wrong with uh with Master League in a competitive sense just because if it was only this, if it was only Master League, I think it would be a very different game and balance would be a very different conversation. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's weird that your but the budget conversation is just like well you've probably it hinges on you have already powered these things up in the past for other things <laughs> yeah that's the kicker and that's basically how i did my 10 battles minus the the giratino that i powered up because i was going to anyways right right that's true but like you did power those up for a reason they have the highest stats of their typing anyways and master league is about the best of the best whereas ultra league and great league are more about what works given the restraints and the restraints are what make it more interesting I yeah 100 percent. yep limitation breeds creativity yeah and also like cost like accessibility these might be the budget options but they're not very accessible with a couple exceptions like Rhyperior and Dragonite are fairly accessible. Do you have a 100% Dragonite ready to go? No, no. I only have one Dragonite and I don't oh, even really? know how good it is. I just never evolved anymore because I didn't need one. And then Salamence Day came around and I evolved six Salamence. And then I. And that, that was back. your go to dragon then? Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Uh, well, you should replace one with Rayquaza, first of all. Uh, secondly, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, 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 I've got one. I've got one Dragonite up there that's Max, and I think he's a Hundo. Um, I, I think I've got two hey. Hundo Dragonites, but one of them's powered up. So, like, I've got that covered. I just, I don't know. It. All the things I want to bring into Master League just aren't good. And so I just, I'm not thrilled to do it. Yeah. Like, my Dragonite's level 30. So I'm not even bothering. But yeah. I think while well, we're here, Master League would be far more interesting if the level cap was 35. Like, don't cap the CP, but cap the level and like potentially downscale stuff to that level if it's over. And then suddenly it's so much more accessible for people because stuff can be caught weather boosted and stuff that are really close to the level. Yeah, that's true. Like, but in the game, they don't have any way of really displaying the level. We yeah, just, I know. That, yeah, the Ivy Checkers just kind of figured that out. Air quotes I mean, they figured could, that though. out. They, they, the level is there. Right, right. But but no, as it is right now, I don't think that's the case. But oh, well. Uh, but I promise you, Kyle, before next week, I will give it at least a full set of five. Okay? That Stardust, you're leaving sit on the table, Chris. And we can you're just talk about, about your Stardust it. grind. That's true. That's true. I should have done it. No, you're right. You know, in, in retrospect, I was just dead wrong. Think about all the distance you walk and then dead. realize that if you divide that by three and then multiply that by like 3,000 Stardust, that's how much you're losing out on. Oh, that sounds like pain. All that math you just did. <laughs> that reminds me of a good friend of mine. Uh, and, and that leads me to the Pokalore. We're going to talk about Aerodactyl, the fossil Pokemon. Uh, I promise pain actually has to do with this. Aerodactyl. Uh, also, you know, being a, a, one of those rare Pokemon, those holdouts for people while they're trying to do their Mew or Meltang quest. I can't remember one of the two. We got to catch an Aerodactyl. Bummer. Too bad. Got away from to be in raids, I guess. Ha ha. <laughs> Luckily enough, he was in three star raids recently, and I think he still is right now. I, I have to confirm that, but uh, that's cool. But let's talk about Aerodactyl. Let's learn more about him. Let's sit down with Aerodactyl and get his side of the story. Aerodactyl is a reptilian bipedal Pokemon with large membranous wings. It's, it's, there's membranes in there. Yeah. Insane in the membrane. Uh-huh. And insane in the wings. Who? It has small, sharply pointed ears, narrow eyes, a ridged snout with a gaping mouth, a strong lower jaw full of serrated fangs. 
Uh, its body is covered in light purplish gray skin with violet wing membranes. Aerodactyl's wings consist of a mem membrane. How many times are we going to say membrane today? Running from the side of the body to the tip of an elongated finger. That's pretty cool. The claw hands at the bend of each wing allow it to grasp objects, just like a bat. There is a hump-like ridge with a single spike on its back, and it has a strong tail with an arrow-shaped tip. Its talon-like feet have two toes in front and one in the back and are capable of scooping up and tightly clutching its prey in flight. Aerodactyl is extant using fossil revitalization, but is considered extinct in the wild. Due to the sharp appearance of Aerodactyl's fangs, it was originally thought to be exclusively a carnivore. However, the anime jo shows it joyfully consuming fruit. Okay. Rewrite history there, I guess. Uh, its serrated fangs and ferocious attitude was nevertheless very imposing and is said to have been capable of effortlessly ripping out enemies' throats. Apparently has trouble with the rest of it, but the enemies' throats. Easy peasy. By spreading its impressive wings, Aerodactyl is believed to have flown by gliding through the skies, freely letting out its high-pitched cries. I love the, the poetry. However, its walk was weak and slow when it touched the ground. When it rested, enjoyed the safety and seclusion of the mountains, where it liked to nest. Here's where the pain comes in. When Aerodactyl Mega evolves, its eyes turn green and its body begins to turn to stone, <laughs> which some researchers believe was its original appearance before fossilization. It grows larger in size and sprouts jagged black spikes all over its body. Five spikes at the wrist joint of each wing, replacing his hands. Three small spikes along its tail. One spike on each ear and a long spike on its chin. The spike on its back and its rear talons have also become black and stony. Rocky plates cover its eyebrows and corners of its jaw. Similar stone ornaments are present on its chest, on its torso. Two small ridges flanking a longer ridge. Because of the burden of Mega Evolution, Mega Aerodactyl is fiercer and more irritable than before. Now, this Pokedex entry from Bulbapedia puts it nicely. The other <laughs> ones, the official sources and the, the Pokedex uh, in some of the games talks about how these, these bony extrusions are like growing out of its body, causing Aerodactyl a lot of pain and yeah. that this pain makes it stronger. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's only strong because it's in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the Hulk. Existence is pain. Existence is pain. Well, max CP for regular Aerodactyl is 2783. A great attack of 221 paired with a solid stamina and defense of 190 and 159 respectively makes Aerodactyl stronger than most single stage Pokemon. Best move set's going to be Rock Throw and Rock Slide. There you go. That's Aerodactyl. He's I hope you bad, learned something. He's a bad rock type, though. Don't use him. It's he is a bad rock type, but he is rare and as shiny as pink. And so shiny for those reasons, yes. So he's good. For that, for that reason alone, he's good. Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, we did talk a little bit about PvP today, but in our official PvP section, we are not going to talk about anything this week. Next week, I assume we will be back with some sort of toxic cup guide. Can't wait <laughs> for that. But, 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 but in the meantime, let's hop into the Pokepole. Last week's question was, Niantic has hired you to redesign the egg pools for Pokemon Go. What sort of changes would you make, if at all? First up, we had Pelo Pogo said, 10K Pokemon you haven't registered yet, except for special counters, legendaries, and regionals. 
If you have all available Pokemon registered, hatch a pseudo legendary. 7k eggs, all shiny possible. Rare Pokemon like Chansey and Babies. Mm-hmm. 5k pseudos mixed with meta relevant Pokemon. By the way, if I get to make stuff up like you guys said, I'd be down to make a better breeding system when you can get eggs of Pokemon you want by breeding them. Plus the 10k non-registered Pokemon thing I mentioned. I like that too. I like that 10, like in this situation, 10k will just hatch something you don't have registered mm-hmm. except for like, you know, mythicals or whatever. I like that. I think that, you know, if you go through the trouble of hatching it, I don't know. It just seems, that seems good. It's like you put the effort into this, you hatch this, this thing. You can hatch it quicker if you buy a super ingate better from us. But if you hatch this thing, it will be useful in some way. Yeah. We're not sure how, but it will be. I like that. And then I, I think it's also, it's really important. I think. 7k eggs are all shiny because they're the only egg pool you can really hard target yeah so like it'd be okay that someone's targeting a shiny in in that kind of pool yeah the rest you just spin a stop and you hope yep so that makes sense can't tell you how many times i have one spot open and i'm like all right let's go spin (laughs) and then there's a 2k i'm like well i don't really want to hatch that right now but yeah the next answer is from uh, Pidgey Grabba. Pidgey Grabba said, I totally agree. Two, five, seven, and ten should be, that's for the egg pool distances, should be common, uncommon, spicy or desirable, and rares and semi-legendary in 10Ks. I think they're on the right path, uh, rotating the, the fossils into seven kilometer eggs. Perhaps a two to three month pool of seven to ten Pokemon in each pool would help trainers get focused results. I like that. Good idea, Pidgey. Agreed. A.R. Tibbs said, I think it may be a fun way to have all normal eggs at the same hatch distance, say 5K, and instead of basing the egg pools off of the distance, base them off the in-game weather when you get the egg. Oh. For example, windy weather, the egg would hatch and do dragon flying, psychic. Every weather egg would be a different color to differentiate. Then have only up to five Pokemon in each type pool that can be hatched. You know, Psychic would be Abra, Ralts, Beldum, Bronzor, and Natu. And then keep the idea of the 7k eggs the same, but only baby and pseudo-legendary Pokemon. That's an idea. I like that idea quite a bit. The only thing I would say is that uh, some weather doesn't happen in some parts of the world. Yep, exactly. Like we, I won't see snowy weather once we're in, like, April again until next That's year. That's true. Or if you're in Florida, you never see, you never snowy, see weather. snowy weather. Right. You might never. Yeah. It's, so I like I like the idea, though. Yeah, me too. I think that's pretty, pretty rad. As long as the weather had enough overlap that places that say never see snow wouldn't miss out on ice types somehow. Just yeah. Ice types in the water or the raining pool or something like that. Um, or like, you know, if you get a if you have an egg in sunny weather, there's a one in nine chance that it'll hatch something from the ice pool instead, like the opposite pool. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you could do with that. But I like the I like the foundational idea. It's cool. Uh, Mosh Pit said, I would love to see the 5K pool include biome specific common spawns, but not from the biome where they are collected. For example, I live in a prairie biome. Grass types and bugs everywhere. It feels bad when I'm watching a video on YouTube filmed in, say, California, where the desert biome specific common spawns like Growlithe, Sandshrew, and Geodude just get ignored. Since they aren't regionals, I think this would be okay and would breathe new life into the most dreaded eggs currently in the game. 
I couldn't agree more. I think if they could somehow, you know, look around in the area and be like, well, there's a lot of uh, grass biomes, a lot of prairie biomes around here. Uh, let's, you know, these 5Ks, let's, you know, make them all spawn from a desert biome, like like uh, Moshpit's suggesting. I think that's smart because it's not like they don't recognize the areas. Mm-hmm. Something so. that, that you can get something you don't normally get out of an egg makes it more appealing to hatch those eggs. Agreed. I think that's smart. Justin says, I think 7K eggs should rotate more frequently. I'd love a shiny spotlight where each month they put five Pokemon in the 7K egg pool that can be shiny, maybe boost the shiny rates a bit, and then rotate them out the following month. If there was a shiny feature that month I needed, I would gladly hatch 7K eggs for a higher shiny chance. That would get people to buy incubators real quickly, let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you want to, hey, Niantic, if you're listening and you want to sell more incubators, adopt that idea. <laughs> I mean, why Why not, right? I mean, if you, it's just having people target the thing that makes them money. That makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yep. It's like featuring a poll in a gotcha game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just like that. So, uh, yeah, that would totally work. They just have to, they have to keep it targeted. The five is a good number, whereas the fossil one right now has like nine in it, I think. Yeah. And that's, it's too many. <laughs> I guess but. so. But again, I think uh, like somebody mentioned further up in, in the section uh, or earlier in the section, rather, uh, that they're on the right path. Yeah. You know, it, look, it okay. A lot of sense. I just am tired of Aerodactyl, which is what <laughs> spurred our Pokalore this week. Do you have the pink one yet? No. And you're not done with Pterodactyl. Look, I just wanted an Arkin and a Tertuga, okay? I'm at like I'm at like 50 eggs and I haven't gotten either. Hey, by the way, I just want to say, I saw you you typed out Tertuga in in Discord and you were like, I'm not sure if that's how you spell it. I want to confirm that's how you spell it. You did a good job. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was yeah. at work and I'm like, is that how that's spelled? Uh turtle. The turtle one. That <laughs> yeah, one. That uh-huh. One. Yep. The one that looks like Thresh. Or Thrash. <laughs> what was his name? Was it Thresh? No, what was, was the name was, of uh it was, it was Thra- it was thrash threat crash crash oh no i don't think so crush crush, crush. that's it what was it was crush. uh by the way we're talking about finding emo <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was crush that's right that's right okay <laughs> uh anyway this this next answer is from hi casper hi casper i'm mostly happy with the current egg pools but I'd like there to be ways to target 10K eggs like there is for 7Ks. Maybe 10Ks could drop exclusively from EX gyms and or sponsored stops. An egg wouldn't drop every time you spend one of these stops. But when it did, it would only be a 10K. And then you could target regional Pokemon in 5Ks if you were traveling by spending regular stops. Or 10Ks while looking for new rare Pokemon. I like that. Yeah, any way that we could you know, like hedge our bets and feel like we have a little bit of agency when the things that we're you know getting out of our stops and stuff like that i, mm-hmm. I think that's i think that's just smart and a good change to the design of the game i agree completely. yeah trent wrote in and said probably not the answer being looked for but honestly i would focus on making breeding a mechanic rather than dealing with the egg pools shiny hunting is something that some players focus on doing post game in the main series game and that's something i think pokemon go is missing Otherwise, we could go back to themed months, like back when Entei, Raikou, and Suicune first hit breakthrough boxes, where research and eggs were fire, electric, and water. I definitely do think breeding should be like at the forefront of development. But I of just course, don't. Yeah. 
I just don't know how they would implement yeah. it. Like, would he go to your menu and like choose two Pokemon to hang out in a daycare, and then they produce an egg that you can collect maybe on a weekly basis, kind of like Adventure Sync does, where you can do it like once a week or something like that. That would make sense. But then what other benefits would they get from being in the daycare? Could you still use them for battle? Like if they're going to be locked away? I don't know. Is the I mean, egg the, benefit the, enough? The payment would have to be they wouldn't get used. But the real question, regardless, like forget all of that, how can it be monetized in some way? Because, you know, Niantic is a business. I don't, I'm, I'm okay admitting they need to make money from introducing something like this. Eggs make them a lot of money raids make them money and they can make money and have a free portion of breeding at the same time mm -hmm. but i'm i'm willing to bet if there isn't pushback from the pokemon company the thing holding breeding back is how to reasonably monetize it without making people upset i've got an idea instead of monetizing it make it into a sink for something else to make way for other stuff uh, give us another like let's let's say if you put two Pokemon into um, daycare, right? Whatever. Let's just pretend you can get to there straight from your menu, right? You don't have to go somewhere. And uh, you put two Pokemon in there, and you can speed up the the time it takes for you to receive an egg, which is in a timer, by giving it gold, giving them golden raspberries. Mm -hmm. What if? What if? I know this is we're a little bit adjacent. What if when you put them into the daycare, they're gone? And you get one egg back that could be of either Pokemon if they're not the same or of the same Pokemon. Really? They're all about sending away Pokemon for the candy. So th that egg that you hatch would have to give you like no candy or limited candy as opposed to the way eggs currently work. But I would say that that would work if that egg gave you twice as much normal candy. No, because you're already you're walking to hatch it and. If you were to feed those two Pokemon away, send them to Professor Oak, you're only getting two candy. So Yeah, that's that's true too. But it's a way of like re-rolling your IVs basically at the cost of losing candy. That's, I guess you know, so. Possible yeah. Just, it yeah, just occurred okay. to me. Yeah, but. if you look at it like that, if you look at it a way of being like, well, I don't have any friends to IV roll with and I have these rare Pokemon and a ditto, like, I guess I'll just try again. Mm-hmm. But you know, it takes some time, it takes some investment, and then yeah, the other Pokemon's gone. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're onto something there, but um, hmm, speculation. All right, <laughs> next one's from Mystagon. Remove all Pokemon from the current pool and fill them with Bidoof. Mystagon for president. Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. Bidoof for everyone. Universal basic Bidoof. <laughs> <laughs> Fire drilling said. I would like to see a way to target farm 10k, 5k, and 2k eggs. I would also like to tie in gyms to it. And maybe you have 10k eggs, the only ones you get from sponsored gyms, and gyms you have a gold badge for. Okay. And your team controls. 5k from sponsored stops and sponsored gyms and gold gyms that you don't control. And 2k from plain old stops. I'm noticing a trend here. People, want, uh, people just want to be able to have agency when they hatch their eggs most people don't care that they have to pay or use incubators to hatch eggs there's a lot more frustration around getting the eggs themselves right i think so yeah the, the anything random in in this game especially when it has to do with the the monetization mechanic uh i, I bet people just don't feel good about it in general i think that's kind of a, a gamer 
thing across the board here. Uh, Mikey said, first, remove all early route bug, bird, rodent, cat, and dog Pokemon from egg pools. Next, 2K eggs would become the home of starters, babies, Pokemon that require 400 candy to evolve, not including Meltan. The starter selection rotates monthly with the newest gen always being included. I would create a new 3K egg that is only available via a research task, walk three kilometers. This new egg contains region exclusives, limited to the region of where you spun the stop for the task. Finally, I would create another new egg, 1K. Oh, little baby 1K. <laughs> this one is also distributed via research task, hatch an egg. The 1K egg contains any Pokemon that has ever hatched from eggs in Pokemon Go, with an equal chance of hatching any of them. Ooh. I like that. I like that, too. I like that. That's the fun. Only, the only problem with introducing new egg type... Oh, I suppose, never mind, I was going to say it was going to cloud the pool, but these are only from research tasks, so that yep. that is smart. Very clean, Mikey. I like this. Yeah. And 1K means that you can stick it in your free incubator and, you know... No biggie. Keep it, keep it working, basically. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. That's really smart. Uh, but this week's Pokepole. In the past year, what's a change made to Pokemon Go that you like and one you don't? Oh. Now, this can be a feature. It can be a trend. It could be a specific event. It could be a type of event. It can be any uh, something, anything. You don't like <laughs> PvP? Let us know. You love PvP? Let us know. Can it what do be you think, the same Kyle? thing, but twice? Uh, sure. You got to convince me that that's a, a worthwhile argument, though. I don't remember when it happened. It was like six months ago. They made not even six months ago. They made three star raids guarantee a charge TM. Yes. And then they took it away. <laughs> can, can that be what I like and then what I don't like? <laughs> Is that they took it away? Well, I like that they put it in and then I don't like that they took it away. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know what? That, that one checks out. I'll let that one slide. Absolutely. Because, like, that was one of my favorite changes they made at the time. Because I love three star raids as somebody who doesn't really go out to do legendaries unless I need to. Mm -hmm. So, having those charge TMs at the time was great. Uh, for myself, one thing that I really, really like is that they started putting like a real a, a real co cohesive theme to everything um you know when they make changes in the new month they talk that they make changes to egg pools to research tasks to spawns sometimes you know they've been sprinkling these little events in too to help spice things up i think this new overall big picture sort of thing that they got going on mm -hmm. is really good now the thing that i dislike about what what's been changed in the past year and i can't remember if it was in the past year or not but i'm going to mention it anyway uh when they made the adjustment to four and five star raids when they scaled up the difficulty so that four stars and more importantly five stars couldn't be soloed or mostly duoed regardless of the pokemon that's in there you know some of the five stars don't scale as well like the like the lake spirits just they're pretty they're pushovers <laughs> <laughs> except for Ooxie, really. Uh, but I, I don't, as somebody that spent an entire summer raiding, it was kind of a bummer uh, to see four-star raids come and go. The, the real victim of this change was four-star raids. Nobody's doing them anymore. Four-star raids used to be the place that you would go for a challenge if you were a solo raider. That was where all the content was being made online for, you know, competitive rating, like people that are doing challenges and stuff like that. Those people are still alive and well and doing things. 
But the four star raid, the old school one, used to be such an arena. You know, it was like the great league of of competitive raiding in a yeah. lot of ways. I remember seeing the video where someone soloed a Tyranitar for the first time. It was yeah. like weather boosted, five one hundred percent Machamps and one ninety eight. But I did it with like a sliver of health left. Yeah, and and that stuff is crazy, and I it really really cool content and and kind of fun. And I just don't think it's as competitive anymore. I don't think the rating scene is as healthy because of it. I understand the optics of having your legendary five-star raid being duoed or even soloed. I understand that that's bad, but I don't see why four-star raids got swept up in it, too. I agree. Four-star raids are the redheaded stepchild in Pokemon Go. They really, they really, really are. And it's just not something I feel like gets talked about enough. So, so here we go. There's that. <laughs> if you dear listener have an answer to the question in the past year or you know be creative like i did uh what's a change made to pokemon go that you like and one that you don't if you have an answer please go ahead and answer the question when it's posted on social media such as facebook or twitter or if you're a patron in our discord obviously uh, but you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com and speaking of emails emails email time we've got four emails this week the first one is from colt you can also send us a voicemail by the way to 262-586-7717 no voicemails this week but this first email is from colt hey y'all hey colt what's up first off (laughs) love the show i'm a new listener i stumbled across your show about a month ago and boy did it make my hour-long commute to work fly by oh we're happy to hear that Uh, Anyways, I had a thought about what I think would be pretty cool with the new Shadow Eggs, and also I think it might be the route they're taking. The baby Pokemon mysteriously vanished, and our favorite pal, Spark, is looking into it. Well, I think these Shadow Eggs may be where the babies vanish to, at least I think, and that would be pretty dang awesome. I also think the 5k egg pool should get cut in half, at least, and have that egg pool revolve around the uncommon Gen 5 Pokemon, mainly because I want a stinking Joltik. Me too. Yeah. I understand. Me that. too. Really- <laughs> I've caught like two. Sorry, man. You should have hatched them when they were getting extra candy earlier this month. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't hatched one yet. So you know what? It's a bummer. And last but not least, I'm really, really sick uh, with a way to commonly get Phoebus. That one guy that hatches nine 10k eggs and gets nine Phoebus. Yeah, that's me, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we cursed you last last week. I've hatched at least 30 in the seven months I've played the game. And oh, yeah, not one shiny. Thanks for what y'all do, Colt. So what do you think about his baby shadow egg Pokemon theory? I could see it. Stealing the baby Pokemon is definitely a team go rocket thing to do yeah i would say so and it would it would definitely help reduce that egg pool if they were only in shadow eggs and not in other eggs for a while it would i would feel okay if they didn't have regular babies available but they had shadow babies available yeah for a little bit i'm okay with that i mean it fills up the deck's entry anyway so yeah as long as they go back obviously you know i don't think it should be permanent and it gives a way for people to target farm depending on how the shadow eggs ever become available if it's just from rocket stops or if you have to do rocket leaders or if you even have to get to Giovanni, who knows that just, you know, helps cut down on the, the RNG aspect of that. Yeah, I think so too. Again, more identity to these egg pools. They can get creative, but more identity mm-hmm. seems to be the global thing here. Uh, but anyway, Colt, thank you. Thank you for your email and good idea about the shadow babies. That's awesome. 
So Jackson wrote in and said, my answer to the poker poll is the ah, that's hot egg pool. Will Smith in the eggs along with fire types. <laughs> Will Smith for, in the for eggs. Those, for those who don't know, don't pay attention to some pop culture. YouTube Rewind is a thing. And 2018, which is, oh my God, that's two years ago now. They did it and they had Will Smith in it. And he said, ah, oh, that's hot. And it, it just became a meme. So <laughs> it's honestly kind of funny. It's, I remember that. He, yeah. he, he like put his, his sunglasses on, right? It's like, oh, that's no, hot. No, he, he like he like looks down into a telescope or something and looks oh, at something. He's like, oh, yeah. that's hot. <laughs> oh, Will Smith. Okay. Anyways, when this is released, it would add my boy Lit Leo. He's oh, from yeah. Gen 6. In the pool would be Lit Leo, Darumaka, all of the fire type starters, Flareon, not Eevee, Litwick, and Houndour. 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 Rhinoceroses. Rhinoceros. Houndour. <laughs> Peace out, Jackson. Nice, Jackson. I like it. Uh, no question this week, huh? <laughs> Oh man, no! <laughs> you get a week off. He's been thinking of really great questions. Like yeah. the the back half content of our show depends on Jackson's question. Um, I like I like it. I like the idea yeah, of I mean, having something like I can totally see them pool. doing in yeah. some aspect. See, I would have no problem with them like doing uh, cross promotional stuff where they just like took it as a theme. Right? You know, like oh, we're gonna have let's say what's a what's another property that Pokemon Go could collaborate with. Let's say they did Harry Potter. Let's say they did Harry Potter to yeah. help prom- cross promote their own, their uh, other game. If they were like, well, we're going to have like a psychic type event where like in the 5K eggs, it's all going to be psychic Pokemon to help celebrate, you know, uh, uh, Harry Potter coming back or whatever. And then they put out like a like a witch hat avatar item. Like, I'm OK with that stuff. I think that stuff is cool as long as it makes sense in the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. So if we can get Will Smith to, to be on board with this and if I can hatch a Will Smith in, in eggs. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on board. I'll I'll give Niantic so much money that month. Got to got to hatch all the Will Smiths so that you can then feed them to the the grinder and turn them into Will Smith candy. <laughs> oh no! You make a fortune. <laughs> I think I think maybe this is why we will never see this happen. They wouldn't want to hatch human beings and then send them to Willow to grind them up. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> Professor Willow lives on Fleet Street, by the way. Thanks for the email, Jackson. Appreciate it as always. This last email is from Alex. Hello, GoCast crew. Hope you guys are enjoying this lovely winter we've got going. Ha ha. I felt that ha ha in my pit of my stomach. <laughs> I was listening to a recent episode of Lured Up, and they were talking about how some trainers are resetting their accounts because they feel guilty for cheating, uh, using GPS spoofing, faking kilometer distance, etc. I've been thinking about it for a while and have decided to start fresh. I will admit I have used spoofer programs in the past, mainly to land perfect IV of my favorite Pokemon or use them to get something like Darkrai because I was too busy to raid for one. I also used an app that basically was giving me anywhere up to 1300 kilometers a week. Jeez. I mean, that's clearly something that's just like telling the phone it's moving for 140 hours straight. One thing I will say about this though, like, first of all, Alex, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're talking about this so openly, but how how do if you're, if you're showing 1300 kilometers a week how are you not getting banned i don't think that's possible yeah like and if that's the case niantic you got to be able to detect something like that that's an absurd number 
Yeah, but I guess maybe they don't want to ban people for, you know, when GPS goes wonky. There are certain places where if you just have your phone because there's tall buildings around or there's a lot of interference in the area, your character will just run around. And so if yeah. it's open, I could see maybe that would happen, nat you know, air quotes naturally. Anyway, the email continues. The nice thing was I was hatching about 100 plus eggs and getting 100 plus free candy. But it just felt stale and unearned. After looking through all my Pokemon, I realized I have got a lot of shinies and hundos from hatching nearly 4,000 eggs, most recently from the kilometer glitch. So I started anew. I chose Valor as my team. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, welcome! Welcome to the team. Uh, and I'm going to try and stick to free-to-play as much as I can, but it definitely feels rewarding to play legit again. I know this is long, but if you do read it all, I hope that this message can reach many of the other players who use programs to enhance the gameplay convince them to restart as well cheers alex okay alex first thank you so much for writing this email in and you know talking about this openly this is a big deal and i want to congratulate you on you know coming clean so to speak and starting over and i'm glad that most importantly i'm glad that you're having more fun with the game in a way that feels good to you because that's really what it's all about right uh, on this show, Kyle and I have been very careful to not, you know, condemn people for how they play the game. We've made our opinions quite clear, but we've never really talked about cheating before, especially not in this way, but whether you should or shouldn't or what have you. So uh, this seems like a unique opportunity to kind of talk about that for a little bit here. Kyle, do you want to weigh in first? Sure. I mean, it's not a, it's not good. Also, it depends on what kind of cheating as well, how frowned upon some people are going to react to it, which just reminds me that, you know, I, I browse a lot of Reddit and the other day I got recommended a Pokemon Go spoofing subreddit and I'm like, whoa, what? All I follow is the Silk Road and Pokemon Go. I don't want that. But I clicked it anyways and I saw people's discussion about how they were going to spend their community day. And it was like a hour by hour breakdown how they were going to be able to play for 12 hours straight Whoa. via via teleporting and waiting an hour playing another phone and then teleporting again and i'm just like it's it's so against the spirit of the game that i, I can barely even weigh in without being over the top about it sure yeah and then there's there's people who who use the sock method to hatch eggs which is a lot less extreme, but still, you know, frowned upon. It's it's how you want to play your game, I guess. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. But I it's it's starting to become that gray area as the game gets more and more fleshed out that even if you're not hurting somebody else, you really are. Right. That's true. Um, so one of the things that so Kyle and I have are in a unique opportunity and we're and we are very blessed with an active vocal community that we get to basically attend to. Right. We get to help foster this group of people grow. But to be super honest with you, they're pretty much doing the heavy lifting. Uh, but <laughs> but we do read and see we have an entire channel that's dedicated to frustrations called Frustration Nation. Uh, we also have our other frustration channel, uh, General Chat. General Chat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we, we get to see all of these really uh, fun perspectives from, uh, you know, from people that actively play this game and are so passionate about it. They listen to a show and they, you know, support a show and are part of they want to be part of a community. So these are the sort of people that are out there doing this. Right. They're they're just like you and I. Pokemon trainers care about the game. 
Mm-hmm. That being said, even within our own community, there are differences in opinion that when it comes to these sorts of things. Now, most people keep that to themselves, right? If you are doing something that's breaking terms of service, whether it's the SOC method or GPS spoofing um, or anything else that you can really think of, even if it's a, a thing that is actively rena- auto renaming your Pokemon after you log into a, a third party app, which we've talked about recently, uh, previous episodes about how those are bad news and will get you banned. I will always say you shouldn't do those things, but I'm not going to, like I said before, condemn somebody for doing that. It is a game. Play it how you want to play. You know the risks and stuff like that. There are so many different ways to cheat at this game. But the reason that I love Alex's email is that it it outlines the things that we already know that we kind of tiptoe around in the community, but says, hey, I did these things and it did not feel good. It was not worth it to me. I did not Mm -hmm. get out of it what I thought I was going to get out of it. And I want to, for the sake of my own mental well-being and to feel good about the game that I enjoy playing, I want to play legit so that I can always be proud of the accomplishments that I have instead of feeling empty about them. And I, I feel that. You know, on a on a level, that's how I play. That's how I view the game. That's how Kyle plays. We're very organic players when it comes to this game on purpose because that's how we enjoy the game, mm-hmm. right? As as God intended, as it were, you know. <laughs> as Niantic intends. <laughs> as Niantic intends, I suppose. But that doesn't mean that everybody else feels that way. There are some other people that love spoofing, that they just wanna they just wanna zip around and stuff and it doesn't affect the way they feel about the game. That's how they enjoy it. As long as those people understand the risk that they're taking and understand that the game is not designed for that. And if there are things and, and fail safes that get put in the way or opinions and people that get in the way of them enjoying that, you got to be OK with that. You know, that's the oh, that's really the only thing that I, I have to say. That's the only real passionate opinion I have about this. Cheating is bad, but if you're going to do it, don't get mad at people. I, I'm going to agree with that, but I'm also going to take it one step further. Say cheating is bad if you're going to do it. Don't flex on somebody with it. You're just, you're ruining it for everybody because you think it's cool that you do it. If you like to teleport and take a take a gym and then teleport, go do a raid and then go teleport to another raid, that's cool. But like if you actually like then attend a raid and then start talking about, oh yeah, look at this, look at this Pokemon I just caught in Japan the other day. And then, you know, I went and I caught this one in Germany. It's like, don't don't do that you're just kind of ruining it for everybody yeah so i know we don't really talk about this very often uh so there you go that's our opinion we probably won't talk about cheating for a long time again (laughs) it's just not something we we like to talk about because we don't really like bringing awareness to it because it's not something that should be going on in the first place Uh, but alex thank you so much for sending that email again for laying this all out for us and for encouraging others to do the same lastly we have connor connor wrote in and said in response to our poker poll, I'd have a huge shakeup of the egg pools and how they work. I'd introduced two new types of eggs, 2K eggs and 25K eggs, both only available when gifted from friends, adding to the rarity of 7K and the Pokemon they contain. The 2K eggs would be exclusively starters, Squirtle, Tepig, Turtwig. You want them, you can get them and quick. Okay. The 25k egg pool would contain all of the regional Pokemon that you wouldn't otherwise be able to catch, but you've got to work for it. Realistically, players could hatch what? Two, three of these max a week? Well, well, depends unless on they're the, using depends a program to 
what was it thir- thirteen hundred yeah, kilometers a week? We yeah. Don't talk about yeah. You might be able to hatch a few more than that. But, yeah, I think know. realistically that's on the nose, though. Yeah, especially if you tweak the rarities, as mentioned, but right a little bit more. In my opinion, that would make the game fairer for those who can't afford to travel or don't have the capabilities to trade with others. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Love the show all the way here in the UK. Peace out, Connor. Thanks, Connor. I think this is really smart. I think adding that really high top tier egg uh, like that in 25 kilometers like that sounds like a good reward i think it's what we wanted the 100 kilometer reward to be back in the day mm-hmm. uh that seems reasonable to me i'm gonna take it a step further i don't think 25 kilometers is long enough for, what's reasonable to you i think it should be a 50 kilometer i know 50k sounds sounds ridiculous it is but regionals are supposed to be rare something that you have to work for and is also rare to get from eggs would help counteract that because i'm thinking something that niantic would realistically introduce because they don't want everybody to get all the regionals just by adding friends from all over the world but that's all i like the idea and i think a lot of people like the idea of friendship eggs and regionals tying together I think so too, but what about this 2K uh, egg pool rework with the Squirtle, Tepic, Turtwig, all the starters and stuff? I mean, it's that's a good way to put in dead eggs in the friendship pool to make the regional one more valuable. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'm down. I'm done with this. But also, if it's going to be coming from friendships, I think that uh, up up the amount of gifts that we open a day if we were going to make that pool even larger maybe cut down the 7k pool you know stuff like that but i like this i like the way that this is laid out thank you very much connor uh and if you guys want to send us an email you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can also leave us a voicemail now uh just call 262-586-7717 go ahead and leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the show and respond to you good old time you can also visit our website at gocastpodcast.com Follow us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. If you want to help support the show, you can do so at Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash GoCast Podcast. As little as $1 a month will get you access to our patron exclusive Discord. We do remote PvP tournaments and hang out and complain in multiple channels. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, it's like seriously the best group of people ever. Like we, we, Kyle and I hang in there, hang out in there all week. Mm-hmm. and just talk to people and chat and it's it's really 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 fun time but if monetary support isn't your deal if it's not the cards for you at the moment you can still substantially help support the show by leaving a review on your favorite podcatcher whether it's apple podcasts or stitcher or wherever wherever you can leave a review please 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 do it helps us out immensely but before we're done with this show this week which week was it i'll never tell actually that makes uh, i just ruined it didn't i because i i wouldn't have said that last week <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna set some goals for ourselves this week the second week there curtain's been lifted there we go all right mr kyle what sort of goals are you gonna set what what sort of goal are you gonna set for yourself is it gonna be play pokemon go i mean i'm definitely gonna be playing pokemon go this okay week. I, I i got it down that will happen. Okay. But I'm hoping they cycle back into Great League. So I'm being optimistic here. And I'd like to do like 
25 great league battles. Whoa, 25 great league. If it if it goes back to great league. If it doesn't uh-huh. this this goal doesn't count. No, that's not true. That's not how it works. I I have rolled the dice <laughs> on things maybe happening as a goal and I have failed because of it. Okay. Well, you know what? I also have Stardust right now, which means I need to spend it. What needs to be spent? Hang on. Things need to be looked at. Okay. Frostlass is finally going to get some attention. So there you go. Power up Frostlass. Power up Frostlass. Okay. Frostlass it is. Is that your last one? One of the last two, right? There's a couple that I forgot, and we're probably going to get another ghost type from Gen 5 before I get there anyways. But Nice. We're going to have to do something special on the show to celebrate you maxing out your ghosts. Oh, it's, it, don't like worry. Me, it's going to be Christmas. <laughs> like announcing my, my presidential run to max out all the bug Pokemon. <laughs> I've been thinking about it more and yeah. more. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a bad idea. It just sounds like a bad idea. It sounds like a bad idea. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> okay. okay. So Frost Last, 25 Great League matches. And what else? And since the eggs switched back to the fossils, I'm going to try back again for the Arkin or Tartuga. Hopefully one or the other. I'm on board, dude. I think those are great, great goals. Okay. What's happening this week? This upcoming weekend is Dark Rye uh, Raid Weekend. And what else is happening? Oh, I, I need to catch a Thunderous. That could be an option. Oh, there's so many there's things the, to pick. The Go Rocket is also this weekend. Oh, that's not happening in my world. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking here, I'll tell you what, Kyle, this is what I'm going to be doing. Okay. I'm going to get that Tortuga because I got to do it. You feel me on that one? I know okay. you do. Yeah. Uh, and then it's going to be do at least one dark rye. Just one. I just want to participate in some way, even if it's a little bit. I don't think I'm going to farm for the shiny, but I do want to get out and do one of them this weekend. And that'll be fun. And then besides that, oh, 300,000 Stardust. Oh, okay. And that's it. Okay, so for myself, Tortuga, one dark ride at the very least. Hopefully a shiny. We'll see. 300,000 Stardust for Kyle, 25 greatly matches, Frostlass, and Arkin or Tortuga. Or is underlined, circled, and uh, it's bold <laughs> because I wrote it in a pen and I pushed really hard. Okay. Great. Well, that's that. Thank you for your attendance on this episode, Kyle. Appreciate it. And thank you, dear listener, for your attendance this episode as well. We'll see you guys hopefully next week for episode 84. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.